1: 995 Gold. That's 833 995 Gold. 833 995 G O L D.
2: More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia.
3: He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael.
2: To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips.
1: When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall.
2: Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome back in. Hour number two, Wednesday edition, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. I appreciate all of you hanging out with us. I am in Houston, Buck had a red eye flight uh, flight back from Las Vegas, but Buck, I saw. It looked like you had some heavy artillery you were firing away with yesterday in the uh, Las Vegas deserts.
0: I was at the range seven o two in Las Vegas with some friends there. had a had a great run. We got oh man, Clay, we pulled out some stuff. The uh, gold plated fifty cal handgun, the Desert Eagle. I will say, if you want to have your Scarface moment, that was certainly. Uh, worthwhile fully uh, fully auto mp5 and uzi which i fired those many times and back in the back in my government days you know we used to train on those things uh and we also got something called the quadzilla which is four full auto m4s where you fire all four at once by pulling now this is for very specific in an indoor range at a, you know you can see the video of it on my instagram But for me, the one that was really, I have never, I fire a lot of stuff in my life. Going back to when I was a little kid, I remember I started firing, you know, 22 rifles with my dad out at the range when I was probably about 10 or 11. There's photos of me at a range holding up a little target. I'm 10 or 11 years old. Um, I'll probably share that one out at some. That'd be a fun one to put up on clayandbuck.com, actually. Look at that. There you go. Check out the website. The Barrett 50 Cal. Indoors, I got to tell you, it feels a little bit like a nuclear explosion going off next to your face. Uh, But the Barrett 50 Cal is quite a quite an experience. Um, So, yeah, the 702 range. We had a lot of fun in Las Vegas.
1: You know, what's interesting? I spent Saturday at Luke Bryan does a big charity event for pediatric heart uh, related conditions. Uh, Credit to him, country music singer. Uh, And on his farm, they have a bunch of gun range shooting, right? Like skeet shooting. They have also like high end uh, gun firing, everything else. My wife has gotten into it, and after Saturday, she was like, "I got to get trained in firearms." Like, she doesn't have a concealed carry. You you pitched it to her when we went in out in Tennessee. Dinner. I was
0: saying, "I'll, I'll yes. put you in touch with because you know I, I'm not the guy who could train her. I know the best guys who can do some of that yes. training, though. I should do. She's, you know what? I, I I'm gonna put a if Mrs. Travis does a little bit of shooting, she's gonna actually consider maybe doing some competitive shooting because I think she'll be very good at it, and that kind of focus and attention is. Uh, She's a comp- She's a competitor in general.
1: Yeah. So she's fired up about it, and I was thinking about it when I was seeing some of the videos that you shared, which I'd encourage people to check out in uh, in in Vegas. I am down in Houston, as we've said. I was at the World Series last night. I think, by the way, we're going to be joined by our buddy Jesse Kelly in the next hour. You just heard from Michael Berry, who's going to be a guest host for us when we're out some during the holiday season. But I met so many awesome Clay and Buck listeners uh, inside Minute Maid Park last night. I wore my Let's Go Brandon t-shirt, Buck. Uh, they loved uh, our, our listeners not surprisingly loved that shirt uh, but all over houston we have got a uh, massive number of people listening to us fighting the good fight every day and we appreciate you guys and it was great to meet a bunch of you and as we talked about in the last segment we need to do an event in houston both buck and i sooner rather than later but a big part of what's going on and and it's not just in texas and it's not just in the red states it's spreading all over the place Buck, back in, what was it, August, I think, I went and talked at my local school board uh, arguing against a mask mandate. And as soon as I came out of that hearing, I called you and I said, man, the energy and enthusiasm and passion and willingness to fight that I saw in my local school board. Let me know I felt better than I had in years about the political perspective of this country based on the energy that I felt and people finally standing up for themselves during that local school board meeting. And I have seen it spreading everywhere. And one of the focal points of that uh, storyline has been Loudoun County, but it's not just there. This has become the focal point for the Virginia governor's race between Glenn Youngkin, who I hope wins, and Terry McAuliffe, who is desperately floundering right now. But I want to play a couple of clips from you guys Uh from the Loudoun County School District yesterday, Buck, and you said it well. If the kids in Loudoun County had been walking out because of alleged racism, it would be the number one story on CNN, MSNBC, New York Times, Washington Post. Instead, the kids walked out chanting that they wanted change because of a sexual assault that occurred at their school. A kid who was uh, identifying as female went into a girl's bathroom and according to a juvenile court proceeding uh, committed a uh, sexual assault. Here are kids... Uh, speaking out, chanting as they did a walkout yesterday during the school day. Bowling Let's play cuts there. Now, Clay. So you hear them all there chanting, basically, Loudoun County protects rapist. And Buck, I mean, all these kids storming out of their classroom to point out this story, which is an inconvenient truth, because the idea that you don't require a gender, anybody can go to any bathroom. Many people said, you know what? This creates a situation like what we just saw, where a sexual assault could happen. That's what they were protesting. And again, you change the storyline just a little bit, make it an alleged racial attack that didn't receive attention. It's the number one story in America. This one it's like people don't want to acknowledge it actually happened.
0: Well, the school itself, uh, the yes. administrators did not want to acknowledge it. And in fact, at a and we have to remind everybody of the the facts of the case around this, so to speak. There's obviously the the sexual assault itself, two sexual assaults, by the way, by the same student. Um, but the parent, the father of one of the, the first girl who was assaulted in the bathroom by this transgender student, he showed up at the school. And the school sent out a letter saying, oh, we know there was a disturbance today, but don't worry, you know, we'll keep you safe. Meanwhile, they didn't send out any letter about, hey, hold on, we got an issue here because they wanted to push through the transgender bathroom policy. This is very important to Democrats. I mean, there's a, a movement here on the left to push the trans agenda as far as it possibly can throughout the school system, and that's why you can't have... People being honest about research they do into uh, transgender contagion among as an as an idea among young children. That's why you can't publish research that shows uh, the long term outcomes for people that have puberty blockers at a young age. I mean, we're, we're at a phase now where people are saying, yeah, we don't know what it'll do. to you If you're 12 or 13, you take puberty blockers. But go for it. You do you, and parents shouldn't get in the way. In fact, parents should affirm the gender. This has become an article of faith for the absolutist left, and that's why there was all—because otherwise, Clay, it makes no sense. Why would they cover up? I mean, usually any kind of a sexual assault gets a tremendous amount of attention. In fact, on the left, sometimes, based on the narrative, they'll look at incidents where no assault even, you know, the, the uh, UVA— uh, rape case. The oh, Duke yeah. The gang case, rape case that Rolling Stone a, tried to a, blow up. A sexual assault, when it fits the left's narrative, can be the biggest news story in America. A single sexual assault. Now, obviously, every sexual assault, every murder. I mean, every instance of these crimes or tragedies for the people involved. But the point here is, why would they cover something like this up? This is a, a teenage girl being assaulted in a school. The school board member presiding over the meeting where they were talking about the transgender policy knew that this had happened pretended now that he didn't know that it happened and there's emails now there's receipts so to speak. it's because this was considered a threat this was the would have been the first high profile instance of the transgender youth bathroom policy in school that stretches all the way back to the Obama administration in North Carolina remember that fight this was the first time it would be a high profile case where it was well hold on a second maybe this isn't a good idea, a safe idea maybe this is putting teenage girls at risk. That's why they suppressed it. That's why the Soros back prosecutor in Loudon County didn't want to make a big deal of it, and this is also why Terry mcauliffe is now floundering and desperate. They got Biden out there talking about the what, the the white supremacist in the uh, in the fleece vest or whatever, give me a break. Not only that,
1: this is also becoming a bigger and bigger story, and it's as if we were just talking about this off air, All of these stories are breaking in Glenn Youngkin's favor, which is why this race is so tight, even though Biden won the state of Virginia by 10 points. We're talking about a one or two point spread right now with Election Day, Tuesday of next week, six days away. This Loudoun County mom explained why her daughter protested and walked out. Let's play cut seven to let you know exactly what's going on.
0: When this happened so long ago and people are just finding out about it, it really struck her. She just her friends and her and many other kids felt really blindsided. Betrayed that this is happening in our schools. And why didn't they know about it? I'm just shocked by some of the pushback because they're saying this is just political, it's political posturing. It's something to help Yunkin at this time. This has nothing to do with politics. This has nothing to do with politics. Right. This is a crime in our schools. Well, she's right. It's a crime. But it has unfortunately yes. been very much infused with politics by people who view this as part of the a transgender agenda here of uh, the eliminate really the elimination of the separation of genders in high school this is why they want them to play on the same sports teams when they so choose this is why they want them to be able to use the same bathrooms all of this and it's uh, it really i mean it just comes from a place of of madness and the embrace of what is not true
1: no doubt and that lack of veracity and truth is becoming an issue everywhere when we come back we're going to play you an opportunity that's trying to be taken in minnesota to shut down parents from being able to speak out about what's going on in their schools and i think it's going to shock you we're going to play that for you next but first some homeowners don't believe a refi can save them money but the reality is it's true Now's the time to lock in an incredibly low rate. They're available, still near historic lows, and they can save you a ton of money month to month. Up to, listen to this right now, $12,000 a year as long as you go with the right lender. And that's American Financing, the only lender we recommend.
0: Clay, it's the lender I'm using for my next loan. You should too out there. Call 800-777-8109. Talk to a salary-based mortgage consultant. Learn about custom loans that can save you up to $1,000 a month. That kind of money can help as we get closer to the end of the year, to the holidays, those expenses that you know are going to pile up, and it's just going to add to that financial stress. $1,000 a month of savings is what you could get here. But you can't put it off much longer because we don't know how long rates will stay this way, so lock into one now before they're gone.
1: It's super simple. All you need to do is call American Financing at 800-777-8109. Again, get your phones in your hand. You could save your family $12,000 with a 5- or 10-minute phone call. 800-777-8109. That's 800-777-8109. You can also visit AmericanFinancing.net, MLS 182334, org.
2: Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Welcome back to the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. Remember to go to clayandbuck.com for uh, news stories we talk about here. If you want to read about them a little bit, plus you can become an EIB subscriber. We put special videos up, photos, cool things like that up. Clayandbuck.com is the site. Please follow me on Instagram if you want to see Buck going after it uh, in the range. Uh, lighting it up. <laughs> telling, We got a slow-mo video of the Barrett 50 Cal. Uh, follow me on Instagram at BuckSax and Follow Clay on Twitter at Clay Travis. We're both on both those platforms, but there you go. And we've been telling you all along, because I, I know, look, this is the thing. We we got to talk at the national level, but we focus in on the local where we can, where it's of national concern, right, where it's a story that everybody should know about, everybody should hear about. Loudoun County, the governor's race there. You know, Virginia's getting a lot of attention. I know we talked about Florida. We just had our friend uh Michael Barry in Houston with us. We may have another friend who's Houston based joining us later on the show too, another favorite radio host of our. Uh but we you know we're talking to you all across the country. Obviously we got people in California, in Illinois, in Montana, in Kansas, in Nebraska, the Carolinas, the South. You name it, right? And one thing we've been saying is all across the country, these fights over school boards, particularly in states that are either blue or you know, half, right, purple, a half blue. There are these situations now where parents realize, hold on, I'm empowered. I can have more of a say in my kids' education. There's a reason we have these school board elections. There's a reason we have these meetings where parents get to have their voices heard. And what you're seeing is that the education establishment, such as it is, which is a dominated by the left province, the education establishment does not like it. And up in... uh. Up in Minnesota, we got a lot of great uh, listeners in Minnesota too, of course. Up in Minnesota, there was a school board that did not allow folks who showed up, a parent to show up, to speak without essentially self doxing, putting out one's personal information in a way that seemed creepy and weird. Here, Clay, let's let everyone hear this. Then you could tell, you know, would you have felt comfortable with this when you went play it?
1: Open forum participants are prohibited from calling out or addressing any individual school board. Or school district staff member. If this occurs, open forum will be closed, and the individual will not be allowed to participate in future open forums. Can you give us your name and address, please? My name is John. I live in Mankato. Could I get your address,
2: please, John? Um, I'd rather not, since you guys you have it already. Don't give your address. You can't speak. And I get so much uh, property damage and eggs and everything else from fun people and their friends. John, you need to give your address. All right, I live on 5th Street. Street. Excuse me? I live on 5th Street. House number?
1: Thank you. All right. So are our kids safe? This is madness. Buck, this is a clear attempt to intimidate parents to... Look, I understand. If you want to require property owners in a district to verify that they are... In that district that they are property taxpayers things like that but the idea that before you give your opinion you would have to give your actual physical address for everyone present at that forum to be able to hear is directly intended to intimidate parents from being able to speak out. And that rule itself saying, hey, you can't criticize a school board member by name. You can't criticize a school. Look, this is why parents, I believe rightly, believe that they are intentionally being attacked by their own school board that they fund with their taxpayer dollars This is an outrageous attempt to curtail everyone's ability to speak out against the ridiculousness going on.
0: I mean, Clay, you went to a school board meeting. We just talked about this. You imagine they said, excuse me, Mr. Travis, um, we want uh, actual physical address down to the street and building number. Maybe also your your personal phone number, maybe your social security number. Then you can voice your opinion. I think people would think that was weird.
1: No doubt and, and, and again, the idea that you would be expected to do that. I mean they want everybody to hear that and be so intimidated that they are afraid to speak out. And this is uh, this is part of the flagrant attempt to keep parents from being able to speak out. And this goes directly to what Glenn Yunkin, was uh, was arguing when Terry McAuliffe said parents shouldn't be involved in what their kids are being taught in school. This is why Glenn Youngkin needs to win to fight back against issues like this taking place all over the country. What you got for us, Buck?
0: If your cell phone service is with Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile, I can tell you without even looking at your cell phone bill, you're paying too much. Compare your monthly cell phone bill to the cost and service that comes from Pure Talk. This is a company, Pure Talk, that has the exact same 5G network using the exact same towers as one of those big carriers, but for a heck of a lot less. You could be saving as much as $70 a month on a family plan or $50 a month for an individual plan. Either way, that's a huge annual savings. It really matters talking about paying down credit card bills, other bills you got. Switching is so easy. You can keep your number, the number you have right now, and the phone you have right now. You're just switching the service. Pure Talk makes it all possible in about 10 minutes or so of time. Listen to their offer. Unlimited talk, text, and 6 gigs of data on PureTalk's 5G network is just $30 a month. And look, it's so easy to do. PureTalk has a 30-day risk-free guarantee. You literally have nothing to lose. From your cell phone, dial pound 250 and say PureTalk. That's right. From your phone right now, dial pound 250, say PureTalk. You'll save 50% off your first month. That's pound 250, say PureTalk.
1: Welcome back in Clay Travis Buck Sexton show appreciate all of you hanging out with us as we roll through the Wednesday edition of the program we got a ton of different things to talk about encourage you to go download the podcast we've talked about the COVID vaccine coming for kids despite the fact that there's still a decent amount of uncertainty as to why in the world this should ever exist. Uh, We've got the Virginia gubernatorial race. We had, by the way, in the first hour of the program, we had Governor Brian Kemp of Georgia on. Uh, so many different issues to unpack. The top of the third hour, we're going to give you some cuts of Merrick Garland. We talked a lot about the school board issues across the country and the idea that school boards were being overtaken by domestic terrorists. You might know them better as parents with opinions about the education of their children. And Merrick Garland is getting absolutely grilled uh, as we speak uh, earlier today On Capitol Hill. And we've got some cuts that we will play for you there at the top of the third hour of the program. But right now, Buck, we have the Democrats. Remember, Joe Biden kind of put in place this idea that he wanted a budgetary framework in place before he left the country for six days. And Senator Bernie Sanders has said that he doesn't see that that uh, pathway happening soon. He said, I don't think so about whether they were going to be able to announce a framework today. I'm not quite clear in terms of the revenue package. Every sensible income option seems to be destroyed. Now, Joe Biden is scheduled to leave for Europe for six days tomorrow morning. And again, that was the deadline he put in place that he wanted to have worked out. And what seems to have happened is there was initially this idea, hey, we're just going to tax the billionaires, right? This tiny sliver of the super wealthy buck. We're going to bring them in and we're going to have an unrealized capital gains tax. But now a lot of people are asking two questions. One, how in the world does this work in practice? And two, is it constitutional? And I want to just ask a basic question. I want you to think about this for a minute. And for people out there who don't spend a lot of time on capital gains, a capital gain is basically a paper profit. An unrealized capital gain is that paper profit that has not been sold. In other words, you buy a stock for $10, it goes to $20. The profit from that 10 to 20 is an unrealized capital gain. I, I, and so what we're talking about here, Buck, is... How in the world do you pay this for the billionaires? And Elon Musk, for instance, has made a $100 billion or more, but until he sells that uh stock, there is no real dollars for him to be taxed on. So this is suddenly becoming a massive issue because a lot of people are saying, wait a minute, can we even do this?
0: So, Clay, I just got back. I was in Vegas, not just to shoot big guns with my friends at the at uh, the 702 range in yes. Vegas, but I was there for a a financial conference. Friends of mine at Stansbury Research, they do this annual Vegas conference, Stansbury Vegas, and they bring in all their top experts and people from all, I mean, you know, they you know, I've been there in the past. Ron Paul was there this year. Noriel Rubini's been there in the past. I mean, think of a famous finance guy, and he's probably been at this conference at some point. So it wasn't a political conference. I'm there to do a little bit of political analysis and and uh, do some meet and greet panel stuff and all the experts I talked to, first of all. And this is including some who are left of center. I mean, there's no commies there. It's a finance conference, right? That would be a little weird, but a little left of center. They're all saying the Biden administration is just finding new and clever ways to mess things up. They're like, wow, it's really, you know, they're making all kinds of of poor decisions here. But on the wealth tax specifically, first of all, everybody should know. I mean, the history of this goes back to Congress passing the income tax. Some will point to the Civil War a tax during the Civil War, but really the income tax as we know it. Um, goes back to 19, uh, sorry, 1909. So over 100 years. And it was just going to be on the super rich. Oh, yeah, of this, course. People forget this country ran on excise taxes and duties and customs fees, uh, largely or or entirely until this came about and, uh, were, you know, selling bonds. And here's what ended up, well, here's what they were all saying. Amazon, a perfect example. If you're going to tax the billionaires, right? Amazon had, I think they said, uh, six different times had a 20% or more correction in from 2000 to 2010 or 2015. I forget. But a number of times where Amazon dropped in value dramatically. At one point, Amazon dropped all the way down to 6 or $7. Uh, had yes. this huge correction. It looked
1: like it was going to go bankrupt.
0: That's right. So how the heck are you going to have a situation where you are taxing unrealized gains? Meaning the money's in your bank account. They're taking a piece of it. That's how it currently works. The money's in the stock, they're going to force you to pay based on the gain, but then stocks are volatile, stocks go up and down. So think about the report, they basically said to me, this is unworkable, and the fact that Democrats are even bringing it up, and these are finance gurus, they're like, this is idiotic, however, all they really want to do, first of all, there's the political class warfare angle, right, Clay, like, we're actually going after billionaires, but beyond that, what they really want to do is create the ability to tax assets that are not liquid, or and this is the really the real holy grail for the authoritarian money grab that they would like to do the socialist money grab they'd like to do they can get into your 401k why, why do you get to have all these untaxed gains over the course of your 401k contributions you look at how much money's in 401k's this country pay for a lot of bernie a lot of bernie sanders stuff
1: and Again, the workable aspect of this, you raised a good point. What happens if the stock market values go down? Do you get a refund of $20 billion? For instance, Tesla stock has skyrocketed lately. Elon Musk, I believe, is the richest human in the world. But let's pretend that Tesla hits some sort of financial difficulties, that the market is not going as well for it, and the stock price comes back 50% well, wait a minute, does Elon Musk get a $100 billion refund from the United States government for the lost value that he's already paid stock in? And again, this is getting into the nitty gritty here, but where does the money to pay the tax come from when it is an unrealized capital gains? Are you going to force the uh, stockholder to sell stock in order to pay taxes? If so, that could drive down the value of the stock even more. This is madness. Now, I part of me thinks the Democrats are aware of this, and they're aware that it will be struck down by the courts, and they will understand that they're going to have trillions of dollars in additional government spending with no additional revenue, but they just want to get these programs underway, and they
0: don't care about deficits. I mean, it's, it's madness. I mean, the other place, and this was brought up because – just the concept of taxing unrealized gains, which is it's fascinating. They're going after the oh yeah, it's just the billionaire, sure. Just Clay, the billionaire. It, yeah, it feels like a backdoor way to also maybe get at the gains that people have in the housing market. And now no we're doubt. talking about everyone listening to this whose house is you know maybe you bought your house for two hundred k and maybe your house now is worth you know two fifty or three hundred depends on how long you've had it. You're gonna you're gonna be paying annual gains, you know, a tax on your annual gains. So think about what that would actually mean. These are the kind of things, you know, the government is rapacious in its desire for, quote, revenue, i.e. taking money from all the people listening to this. They get very creative. It's like New York City, Clay. The one thing this place does really well, write parking tickets. They are super ninjas at writing parking tickets because it's revenue. It's taking money from people.
1: Well, and I think your point on the IRS and the initial income tax is a good one. We know once they implement it, it's only going to expand. And eventually it's not just going to be the billionaires that have to deal with this, uh, with all of these capital gains, unrealized taxes. In the meantime, how about make yourself a pledge this week to join Tunnel to Towers Foundation in doing good? That's their motto. To do good for the men and women in this country and their families that have fought the war on terrorism. And they're doing good every day all over the country. The foundation has done incredible things this year, and there's even more to come. They're gifting 200 mortgage-free homes to America's heroes and their families. The foundation's chairman and CEO walked hundreds of miles connecting the people and the stories and the emotions surrounding the events of 9-11 to help us remind one another to never forget. They created memorials in the form of towers of light to light up the sky and the at the Pentagon and Shanksville, Pennsylvania, to help us remember the men and women we lost on 9-11. And come this November, they're recognizing those we lost in the war on terror and a ceremony on Veterans Day. Between Thanksgiving and New Year's, they'll give away a home a day in their season of hope. You can help tunnel the towers to do good. Donate $11 a month at t 2 torg That's just $11 a month at T2T.org.
0: Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand.
1: Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts?
0: You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two,
2: Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Travis and Buck Sexton show flying by today. Certainly does for us. Hope it is for you too. Appreciate you being with us. 800-282-2882 is the phone number. We're going to take some calls here in a moment, but also if you want to join us later on, try to get some in the next hour. We also are hoping we might have a surprise special guest. We don't want to over-promise uh, over and underdeliver on that. We might have a surprise special guest in the Houston area. Joining our friend, Mr. Clay Travis, who is down there. And we're excited to get a chance to come down, hang out with Michael Berry and uh, Jesse Kelly and do something with KTRH. Because that's just such a a great, loyal, and really uh, on it radio audience. So we want to come down there and hang out at some point soon. Clay's down there in Houston as I speak to you. Uh, In the next hour, we've got Ilhan Omar saying that cops are not doing their jobs well enough. Hmm. This is interesting. I thought we didn't need cops. I thought we just needed social workers, right? I thought they were just going to really send strongly worded letters to, you know, active shooters and people clubbing old ladies over the head with a lead pipe to take their bag. You know, you send a social worker, I thought. Oh, it turns out not so much. And we have more for you on the uh, back and forth. Some are getting a little fiery with Merrick Garland. Remember when he was supposed to be the super moderate, trustworthy Supreme Court justice? The media was so, so the usual crap from them, all the lies. He's getting some heat up there about his letter, meant to be a shot across the bow of concerned parents. We'll bring you some of that uh, in just a few moments. What is happening with the fireworks on Capitol Hill right now? Though we got Rick in Madison, Indiana. I've been to Indiana a couple of years. Rick, how you doing? I'm doing great, pal, and. Uh congratulations to both of you miss rush but you guys are doing a great job thank I you man can i just say one thing that. every every time we get a, an email or a note from anybody like yourself who says you know rush would be proud just know that our our chests swell with pride knowing that folks listening to this feel that way and we're praying for you too okay and my question need is it, i'm us. slipping into the abyss of political optimism with the news from virginia I'm just wondering, what is Virginia doing differently than Georgia, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, and Arizona did last cycle when we were optimistic and then we got slacked by cheaters?
1: Well, it's a big question, right? Um, And what I would say in general is that we have had schools and the cultural issues associated with them overtake covid as the primary concern i think for suburban voters out there so to answer your question if you go look at the data on where the election was determined based on the count that we saw it was suburban voters and based on what i am seeing a lot of people in northern virginia a lot of people in the suburbs of richmond are fed up with the idea that their kids are being taught critical race theory, and this is a big win for the Republicans. In other words, the battleground now has shifted in a way that favors Republicans. See, what happened in 2020, and I think you probably agree with me, Buck, is suburban people got scared to death of COVID, and Joe Biden managed to persuade them. This is what I believe happened, uh, in addition to all the changes that went on in terms of how you could vote. But Biden managed to persuade them, hey, I'll handle COVID better than Trump. That hasn't happened. I think COVID has turned the page because people have kind of come to the idea, most reasonable people, that politics isn't necessarily going to solve in any way COVID. But the school board issue, remember, Biden won Virginia by 10 points. And right now, the over under in how this election is going to be decided is one and a half points. I think Youngkin may well be able to win based on the battle of ideas, as opposed to the battle of COVID fear porn. That's
0: where I think we are. I certainly hope so. You know, I remember I had him on the first time earlier on in 2020, and I remember thinking, "This guy, this guy's got something. He's gonna, he's gonna be Terry McAuliffe's worst nightmare." That's where we are. Rick in Indiana, my man. Thank you so much for calling in. Phil in Wappingers Falls, the co-captain of my high school. Soccer team lived in Wappingers Falls, Clay. He used to commute an hour and a half to school both ways. I've never heard of
1: that town. Every day. In my entire yeah. life.
0: I only know because my buddy, uh, my buddy uh, John was was from there. But anyway, Phil from Wappingers Falls, what's up? Well, I, I had a comment for you about the uh, capital gains, uh, unrealized capital
3: yes. gains acts that they're thinking about. Currently, uh, if you have unrealized capital gains, they're, they're, uh, I mean, capital losses... Um, you uh, you can only write off $3,000 of it. Uh, That's right. Is that going to be the case for the future? And,
1: I think it's uh, a fantastic question have- about this, this concept. If you can tax unrealized gains, can you also give tax refunds for unrealized losses? That's one of the major challenges here. Exactly.
3: That- um, I had one more uh, one more thing I wanted to uh, a quote I wanted to give you. thought you might be able to use. if you have a moment, I'll read it to you. Yes, the great masses of the people will more easily fall victims to a great lie than to a small one. You know who said that? Adolf Hitler.
0: Okay, Ugh. Phil from Wilderness Falls, thank you. Thank you, sir. Thanks for calling in. Appreciate it. Wabers Falls, New York.
1: Uh, Let's see. He no. raised, Buck, that big question about gains versus losses. Can you imagine the optics if the United States government gave Elon Musk $200 billion because his stock price collapsed, right? I mean, that's what would happen. In theory, he would get a credit. But the government would be giving him back billions because if you can tax unrealized gains, why wouldn't you also get the benefit if your stock price declines
0: under the same rubric? Well, this is also going to the point of there's always people with enough assets will always find a way unless you start passing, you know, bills of attainder or something, right? Unless unless you start passing laws, we're going to tax Elon Musk at 90 percent, which you obviously can't constitutionally do. Some of you caught the bill of attainder reference there. I mean, there there are. No ways they're going to be able to do this without other implications in the economy. I mean, this is like this is road to serfdom Hayek 101. The more intrusion the government makes in the market, the more intrusions the government feels the need to make in the market because of the unintended consequences of the initial intrusion. That is exactly what would happen. Uh, there is fun, fun reading list for folks. The road to serfdom, if you haven't read it, kind of tough sledding, but it's it's worth it. And Bastia, the law where every man believes in the fiction that he can live at the expense of every other man, Clay. That's what the Democrats are selling these days. Jesse's got a thought for us. Jesse, we've got about a minute in Randolph County, North Carolina. What's up? Hey, guys.
3: it's uh, so on a Sunday, uh, this past Sunday at 3 o'clock for the third time, our daughter's daycare called us and said, hey, we got to shut down due to COVID, the infant room where she's at. This is the third time it's happened, and we had to find child care. Well, teacher tested positive on Sunday and got sick. Well, here's the issue with that. Our daughter's 13 months. She had COVID back in January. She's got antibodies. And so she can't go back until, you know, for two weeks.
0: Yeah, and and it's it's crazy. She's not at – she's young. She's already had it. She's not at risk. They don't take into account – and thank you so much, Jesse. Critical point, Clay. For all the kid vaccination out there, if there are mandates, they're not going to take into account natural immunity for kids.
1: And quarantines are broken. They make absolutely zero sense. We come back, big time conflict in the Merrick Garland testimony over school boards. We'll tell you about it next. You're listening to Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the EIB network.